everyone and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights. We've got Victoria here and myself Hannah and we are learning designers at Bell Vista Studios. In these episodes we ask each other questions and learn from each other so that we can get better at what we do as learning designers and we hope that through our conversations you also learn something new as well and get to apply it to your craft. Before we get into the episode, I highly recommend checking out our Creator Hub. There are so many resources on there that will add value to you as a learning designer, so check it out in the description below. Before we get into the episode, we always have a little fun question that I know you don't really enjoy, Vic, <laughs> just to get us started. Um, so the question for this episode is, if your question was an online course, what would it be called? Um, it depends how well you answer it, but <laughs> <laughs> something about graphic design or graphic design tips. Oh, love it. How to learn graphic design. Very good. We'll keep listening, everyone, if you want to learn some graphic design tips. What would yours be? Um, mine would be how to create a look and feel for your e-learning. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> so we're going all graphic design, look and feel. I feel like we're all on the same page with our questions, which is cool. Yeah. Um, did you want to ask your question first, Vic? <laughs> I can ask you first. Um, so I know you've like recently signed up to do the mar to masterclass, the mm. program. I don't know if that's what you call it. But <laughs> you mentioned that you did one, you watched one on graphic design. So I want to know like what your top takeaways or learnings mm. were from completing that. And maybe just for people who don't know what Masterclass is, you can give a brief little intro to that because it sounds Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, yeah, Masterclass is, it's an online learning platform that you sign up for. Um, so it does cost money, but basically it's like people in the world who are the best at what they do run a course on whatever it is that they do. So there's lots of different courses, like there's... Um, how to do interior design, how to cook, how to basically whatever you could think of, how to write a book. Um, so there's lots of different things on there to get you inspired and get you to learn new things. So I'll put the link to Masterclass in the description below if you wanted to check it out. But yeah, I recently did a course on graphic design. So it was with someone called David Carson. Um, and it was really, really interesting. It was really cool the way it was set out like it had him teaching students so you got to watch him like teaching students and then the students would create something he'd give feedback and you got to see that whole process um, but my biggest takeaways from the course would probably be so he's all about like he designs like logos he designs posters he designs um, like magazine pages um, does like different font as well like puts different font together for different um brands so some of the top things i learned was he made it really clear that you should whatever you're designing your learners or not even learners your viewers or your audience should want to figure it out so it shouldn't be too simple if you're creating something that it's like really obvious what the message is people might not be engaged or want to actually like look into it further. So the way he does his designs is he'll create it in a way where you sort of need to look at it for a little while to figure out what it's saying. So he might like 
take a part of a word out or like split a word into two parts on the poster or like use an image instead of a word to describe something. Um, and I know that can be hard for us because we focus a lot on accessibility. Yeah. Um, and making sure that everyone's able to understand whatever we're designing. But he was very much like his view was like it is accessible, like you just need to spend the time to actually figure it out. So that was something that was big for him. Um, he was talking about like depending on the emotion that you want to evoke from your audience, think about fonts or colours that will help you to achieve that. So, for example, should they be feeling calm when they look at if like we're using the example of a poster, do you want them to feel calm? Do you want them to feel fearful? Um, do you want them to be excited? And then like choosing fonts that to you reflects that emotion, mm -hmm. choosing colours that reflects that emotion. Um, he was saying as well, the obvious choice is not always the best choice when you're designing something. So just because you feel like it makes sense for text to go to a certain place, for example, you might naturally want to centre and middle align your text on a poster. He's like, that is not always the best way. Like try different things, move it into different parts on the poster that you wouldn't usually think of putting that word. And like your intuition will tell you whether it's sitting in the right place. So he doesn't use grid lines. I don't know if you've like some graphic designers use grid lines where it's like you need to put different text and images in certain parts of the page for it to be a well thought out design. Mm -hmm. He doesn't agree with that. So he says like you as humans, like we all have intuition around whether something feels like it's right or not. And you might be like designing something and you know how like it can take a while and you're moving things around and then all of a sudden you're like, yep, yeah, that's it. Like I don't know why, but that makes sense. Yeah. He says like rely on your intuition for those sort of decisions and you'll like get to where you need to be and that's like the power of being a human being and the way you want to express your message. Mm -hmm. um, another, so like an example of not taking the obvious choice, he was doing like a magazine article about like sharks in a certain part of like a certain beach where people were surfing and like one of the words of the title was fear and he's like your obvious choice might be to make fear really large and make it like big writing because that's like the whole intent of the the article and we want people to feel fear but the way he did it was like he made fear in really small writing but made it like in text that was like a bit like eerie mm -hmm. and somehow like I don't know how he does it but like looking at the poster the way it was like it did invoke fear and like the word fear being small actually was more powerful than making it obvious and big um what else? He also uses collages. So he thinks it's really important to not just do like digital design, but also do things in the real world. And he's worked for a lot of clients. Like I think he worked for, it was like an alcohol company, either tequila or vodka, where he created a campaign from like cutting out magazine images, creating a collage, and they absolutely loved it. And it was like this huge campaign where the posters were basically like collages and it was so interesting because we're not used to seeing like such a big campaign using collage mm. so just thinking about like different ways that you can present information um what else you can like he was talking about how you can think about things literally but don't make it too literal for example he was doing a 
logo for it was like a word the company logo was a word that was sort of like censored or invisible or something like that so he's like you can think about like how can you make the text embody that so for example have like parts of the text that you can't see properly and you can only see certain like strokes of the the font but then like when you look at it you can still see what the word is but it's it is censored like you're making the text censored censored so yeah he was talking about like don't make it too obvious where it like you're obviously made it completely censored but just like incorporate little parts of it to make it like interesting Mm. um what else did you find his tips? Because, yeah, I feel like sometimes we are a little bit, can be a little bit limited in designs based on, like, brand guidelines where we can only use mm. and, like, things like that. But do you feel like there was, did you have takeaways where you're like, we well, you could definitely apply that? Or was, do you think some of it is, like, can be challenging to apply to e-learning, for example? Um, no, I think... He did, he had like a section on working with clients and how you can, like you don't have as much freedom to just create whatever you want because you do Mm -hmm. have brand guidelines and things to follow. And his thing was like put out into the world what you want to do first and then you can scale it back. So, for example, like he was working for like a train line company where they wanted the map showing the areas that the trains went like where all the train lines were yeah and he thought it would be really cool just to have like three three places with interesting names like in block writing over the map and no other like train lines or like it wasn't detailed at all Mm. and then he went to the client and they were like no like we need to have it detailed like we need to have every single place sort of thing so then like he added I think he added like the train lines and like the capital areas and then they came back and they're like no we need like everything so then he did like a collage where it was still looked like a piece of art but it had like every single train stop on it and like all the font was like slightly different but it like all fitted fit together to be like the shape of the map and he's like you just need to explain to the client like every decision that you make you need to explain why you did it that way So he was like, people are going to see these brochures when they book the train. They they don't need to know like where the locations are, but they just need to know what locations are possible for them to visit. So like that was his thinking behind like, you don't need to actually put them on the map like that. Like it's more interesting. And then it like gets them to actually find out more about that place and where it is and like engage to like find out more. Mm. So yeah, he said like the first round do what you think even if it might be like a bit out there for the client as long as you can support why you've done something a certain way yeah yeah and then like obviously you have your review rounds where you can like tone it down to whatever they're wanting and adjust it that way because he Mm -hmm. said sometimes like the client will be open to something new where it's like no let's like that's so cool let's do it differently and other times it'll go through review rounds where you need to tone it down a little bit I feel like that's interesting though because I'd be so worried doing that that like the client would think I'm not listening to them or haven't mm. read the brief properly or something like that because um, I know sometimes we do try like we'll branch out a bit in the designs we give and we'll be like we know this isn't like an approved font or something but 
we've created this, like, <laughs> have a look mm. at it. Um, but, like, generally we do sort of, like, stick to exactly what we've been asked to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Rude. Like, I would feel bad if they just, like, kept coming back being like, no, we want this, we want this, we want this. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the, like, reason to back it up, I'm like, they're the client at the end of the day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he did say he's... Him, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I think his sort of place in the industry is he, take ri- he takes risks. So mm. he spoke a lot about, like, he has his certain style and he does take risks. And if people work yeah. with him, that's sort of what they're signing up for. Yeah, that's true. Um, where maybe, like, we have to deliver, like, impactful learning. So we probably don't have the – maybe, I don't know. I don't know if we have, like, the um, ability to take things next level and make them a bit all over the place like he does. Yeah. But maybe we could get there. Yeah. It just depends on the clients that we're working with as well, I yeah. think, and whether they're, like, open to it. Yeah. There was another example I thought of. But now I've forgotten it. It's all good. I've forgotten it. But, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, that is interesting. I'd love to see, like, what he's worked on and made. Mm, He's made really, like, interesting. Oh, that I remembered it. This is really cool. So he had to design a magazine page of, like, a a singer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, like, a upcoming concert they had or whatever and so the photographer went there took all of these photos sent the photos to him and then he had to like choose the photos to design like the magazine article about him yeah and the photo he ended up picking was like a a mistake photo by the photographer so the photographer had like accidentally taken a photo with like the camera on the ground and it was just the singer's feet but he the singer was like standing up in front of like an x mark where he had to stand for the photo shoot yeah. And he was like, that is like the gold. Like it's raw. People don't really understand what's going on and it makes them want to like read more and understand what it's all about. So he does a lot of that. Like he'll pick like the unexpected choice for design yeah. and it ends up being like really successful. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then another one, he sent like a poster to a printing company to print. And it was like perfectly done. But then the printing company like printed all these copies, but they had like like they'd gone a bit weird. You know how you print something and like the line, like some of the print doesn't come out and there might be yeah. like green and pink lines mm. everywhere. Like he went and picked it up and they were like that. And he was like, what the hell? And got like a refund because obviously it hadn't been printed properly. But then like he went back and he's like, I was so happy because it was such like a cool design. Like it's something that <laughs> I've never seen before. And the client was so happy and it ended up being so successful because it was so like out there and different and had like yeah. so much personality. So it was like a mistake but it ended up being like one of his best designs. So he talks about like, if you make a mistake or something goes wrong before you fix it, like think, is this better than what I planned before? And be Mm -hmm. open to like things going wrong might actually improve what you deliver. So that was interesting as well. Yeah, I do like that because I feel like sometimes when you're, like you go through so many like iterations of something and Mm. usually because you have like a specific idea for what the end of it should look like but it's like yeah pause 50 times in between what you're doing now and like you getting to that point and mm. one of those pauses it could have been better than what you had in mind but like you get so caught up in thinking like no this is I've got it in my head like I'm just trying to re- like create that and anything that gets in the way is like annoying or <laughs> yes <laughs> but like there is like value in those 
That's yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that would be my top tips, I would say. Definitely recommend it. Like, it helped me think very differently about graphic design. And I think yeah. it sort of helped with, like, my perfectionistic nature mm -hmm. and trying to get things perfect. Like, he's very, yeah. like, go with the flow and, like, see what comes from it and yeah all of that and he or when he designs as well he also disconnects from the internet so he doesn't want to see like anyone else's stuff he wants oh. things to be like brand new so he will yeah disconnect the internet and spend like three or four hours like not using grid lines or anything just moving things around to what feels like intuitively right for him mm -hmm. and that's how he gets to his end product so yeah it's interesting it actually reminds me of kim a little bit with her art like she's not structured she's more like I don't know. It reminded me a little bit of Kim when she does her art on the weekends and everything. So it was yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. All right. Well, my question for you is I wanted to get some insight from you because you worked on the look and feel for a project that we currently have. And I just wanted to know, like, what tips or advice do you have for people when they're designing a look and feel? So creating, like, the e-learning template, document templates, so the client or stakeholder is aware of what, the solution will look like. Mm -hmm. What's your um, I feel like to begin with, I always need like some kind, some kind of foundation to start with of like, what am I even trying to create? Um, mm. so I guess within our team, that looks like me finding out like a rough project brief. Like, is it going to be e-learning? Is it going to be posters? Is it going to be tip sheets? Whatever it is. Um, just to sort of like guide what I even need to produce as outputs for it mm. um, and then once I've like that's useful to start with because then I can start brainstorming um, mm. I definitely think it's useful if people have the option to do like team brainstorming um, because mm. obviously like design is really good design is like subjective I think mm. <laughs> like you could lo absolutely love the look of something and I think it's hideous mm. but, yeah. <laughs> So I think it is useful if you can like get other people involved in the brainstorming part. But what's work what works really well for us is when we get together as a team and look for inspiration together for the look and feel, mm. which is basically the opposite of what you've just said that guy does. Yeah. <laughs> like, you hey. like we look for inspiration out in the world, like whether it's Googling, yeah. thinking about like signs or posters or whatever that we've seen. Um, and taking the time to just look for things where you're like, that looks beautiful, that looks amazing. Even if it has no connection yet to what you're trying to produce, just like what like what is appealing to me, what do I think looks good? Um, mm. And like collating that inspiration all together. Whether it, like, you can do it by yourself, but yeah, we like doing this as a team. Mm, <laughs> um, I love that. But yeah, I think taking the time to do that and then once you have, you can spend five minutes on it, you can spend three days on it, like it, is really up to you but then like collating all of that and picking out like what is it what are like the elements specifically that appeal to you so if you have found this um say it's a poster that you really like it's like what do you like about it is it the font is it mm. images is there like a shape or a swirl or something that you think looks cool and like documenting the key elements from your inspo of what you actually like about the designs mm. then that gives you kind of like a checklist of um what you can then go on and try to create mm. like if it's like big bold font if it's white space if it's 
I don't know, pictures that are in like a flower frame, whatever it is. Like then you've got a list of like, this is the kind of font that looks good. This is the shapes, mm. that the images, this is the filters, whatever it is. Um, and I find that useful because then you can try and like create something using that list. So you're not, mm. like you're starting from a blank canvas, but you have ideas of like, these are the elements that I think look appealing. And this is, I want to try and create something that is as appealing as mm. whatever the inspo stuff was. Um, so I think that definitely makes it a lot easier because I've found when we haven't taken that time, whether it's like by myself or as a team, to look for that inspo and like highlight those elements that we like, then it's like too blank of a canvas for me to start with. And I'm just sitting there mm. like, I have no idea what kind of design mm. I want or like where to start. But if it's like, oh, we want big, bold text, then it's like, okay, I'm going to look through all the font options we have and see what could work. And then just like playing around that way, like it gives you a good starting point. Um, yeah, I love that because sometimes I'll find a, like a design, say it's like a template on Canva, yeah, and then like I'll take certain parts of it to make something, but it won't have like the impacts that I want. And I'm like, why yeah. is it not like working like the template? <laughs> yeah, But that makes sense. Like there's probably like elements of the template that, you really like and if you don't yeah. identify what they are then you might not transfer it to your design properly yeah so that makes a lot of sense yeah and because like there is obviously a lot of cool stuff out there but often it's like oh I don't love every single thing that's on that page mm. like there's just one thing that caught my attention or one part of it I saw and was like oh wow that's really cool mm. um so yeah it's like can be easier to translate <laughs> it into a new design if you're like, oh, I knew I like, I know I like this about font. I know I like this about images. I know I like this mm. about color or whatever it is. Um, and obviously from there, there's still like a lot of like designing, redesigning, checking with other people if you can, mm. like it's good to get fresh eyes for sure. Mm. But if it's just you like taking a break from it and coming back to be like, what isn't working or what takes, mm. like what captures my eye first? And is that because it's in a good, like a good thing or is it a bad thing? Um, but yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, I'd say tip is like, you need the time to be able to mm. re, like, <laughs> rejig it constantly. Mm. I don't think I've ever worked on a look and feel where I've just done one thing and straight away been like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, it's like a constant, like, you're constantly reiterating it to be. Yeah. to get closer to where you want it to be. Um, and sometimes I do get to a point where I'm stuck and I'm like, something's not working and I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, I find when that happens, it's useful to, like, I'll duplicate the design. If I'm working on, say, like an A4 resource sheet, like a tip sheet or something like that, and I just can't figure out what's not working, like, I'll duplicate it and, like, mess everything up, like, move mm. everything around on the page to see if that triggers something without me messing up my original design like I can still go back to it but it's like constantly duplicating whatever you're working on moving one thing duplicate it, mm. duplicate it and then see like what is working and what's not because if you're just looking at the one thing and you're moving stuff like back and forth it can be harder to see mm, I love that options there are. like and you get so caught on like oh that part is 100% it's just like this corner that's wrong but really mm. if you play around with it more you might realize there's like another change that you thought one bit was okay that's not like mm. a different way yeah so I think it's useful as well I'm like keep all of you could have like 20 versions of the same document in the end <laughs> but even looking at that you can be like oh those three look 
good. I want to like yeah. it more. Those yeah. ten are trash, but trash. But yeah, like gives you more to work with. Yeah, and it kind of helps with like the mind, my mindset as well to do that because if I spend five hours and I've got one document at the end to show for it and I'm like, it's not working, then I'm mm. like, I feel a bit like, oh, I didn't feel like that what was what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With it. But if I've got 10 things and I'm like, those five I'm pretty happy with, that one I don't know about, like I feel like I've achieved more. And so mm. I don't get, I mean, not everyone gets it, but like I get like that negative mindset of like, <laughs> Yeah. Shit, shit, it's not working. Like, yeah. I want to give up. <laughs> um, but like, I feel better to you have good options. That, yeah, <laughs> all the options, and then more to like, work with. Something in those is going to work. And usually, when I get to that point, I will reach out to like you or Kim, and like straight away, Kim will be like, "Yeah, that's the one. Like, let's work on that more." Mm. As opposed to me just having one, and she's like, "Yeah, maybe not." Like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. There's nothing that I've done will work. Like, it might need yeah. more. Like, I have, yeah, more to choose from. I feel better about it, mm. and I can show you like these are the things I've tested, and I can even say like, "Oh, that's not working because of that," but I don't know what to change it to. Like, it makes it mm. easier to get advice or help from other people as well. Like, if they can see everything you've tested basically <laughs> that's cool because thinking like that david carson that i watched on masterclass he's one of the best graphic designers and he was showing his process and he literally did the same thing as you so he oh, would have like the logo and he would like duplicate it and he'd have like 25 different versions of it and he'd be scrolling yeah. through like which one's the one i want to finesse that something's not right there i'll duplicate it i'll try this like yeah. everything you said is exactly what he does so <laughs> Well, that's cool. Like I only started doing it because it would be so painful if I was working on something and I'm like, oh, I don't like this box. I'm going to move it over here. And mm. I move it and be like, oh, no, I don't like that. And now I need to move it back. And it's like that mm. constant, like, oh, yeah. is that how it was? like, is that exactly how it was before? Or is it a bit different? So it's just yeah. like just copy it and yeah. try it. Like, <laughs> and I feel like if, if you're like working on the one copy, you feel scared to almost move anything because you're like, I've done yeah. so much work to get it here. And yeah. then you you aren't like as free to try different things. Whereas if yeah. you duplicate, you're like who cares? Like I can yeah, like you can always <laughs> yeah yeah. So I think that it's definitely helpful. And yeah, I don't know if that is like common sense, but I never did that when I started. I would just sit with the same. Mm, me too. And five hours later, I'd be like, I've moved one thing, but I'm like, really, <laughs> I've moved twenty five things, and none of them. Yeah. Work. So it's like I can show my working, and that just helps the whole process. Yes. Like yeah, it's a little easier. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what else I have really it is just like look if you get stuck at any point like just look for inspo like if it's googling stuff if it's looking at books on your shelf like mm. look around you to be like what looks good yeah what can, I, what can I get like from the things around me to help me not yeah that's cool stuck. Yeah, like book covers, posters, movies, like movie trailer, images, stickers. There's so much. Yeah. Even like the brand's website and like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't, I want to, I need a shape for this and I don't know <laughs> like what shape would be good. And I look on the website, I'm like, oh, they have like rectangle things everywhere. Yes. Find a cool rectangle to use. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can make it as easy or difficult <laughs> as you need to, but like you'll find 
every website you go on, you can find some sort of inspiration. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, you did a very good job because I know the client and when I looked at the look and feel, like straight away I knew it was them. Mm. Without like, like I was just like, yeah, that's them. Like it's the yeah. essence of them. So, yeah, you yeah. did a very good job. And I think, yeah, looking at their website and seeing what they have can really help you to make sure their brand's like incorporated. Yeah, yeah. And because I could look on their website and be like, there's nothing in there I've used other than the colours. Mm. But it's like the feel of it. It's them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. All right. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for everyone tuning in. We hope you got some value and were able to learn a little bit about graphic design for e-learning. Um, just a recommendation on our Creator Hub, there is a free e-learning style guide and that can help you to stay consistent with your e-learning design. So check that out. We'll put the Creator Hub in the description below and a link to the style guide that you can get for free. Um, but thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you in a future episode. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.